Whether you're crushing your friends in Super Smash Bros on the Switch, or eradicating flesh-eating bacteria in Pandemic, games are fun, or at least they're supposed to be. They offer rest from the things of life that weigh us down while allowing us the opportunity to build relationships with the people around us. But is there a way to leverage both the fun and relationship building aspects of gaming within the context of the local church? Well, that's what we want to talk about this week on the Free Play Podcast. You are listening to the Free Play Podcast with Bubba Stallcup, Matt Warmbier, and Kate Katawaki, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. What's up, nerds? My name is Bubba Stalkup, and I'm the chief community nerd here at Love Thy Nerd, and you are listening to the Free Play Podcast. And we are part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. And joining with me today, unusually, is my boy, my bro, my colleague, Lane Malikian. What's up, guys? Good to be here, man. I'm excited about it. Lane is, just to kind of give everybody a backstory, not only is he the youth pastor here at our church, um, but he is a super nerd. Uh, man, that's a really generous term. I feel like in this community, it's, that's a, like a title that I get to have now. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I say that because the first conversation you and I ever actually had was we were sitting across each other a lot like we are now. Yes. And we were, I don't know, it was breakfast or lunch or yeah, something like that. Yeah, we were like down at Blue Bonnet, man. Yeah, we were at the Blue Bonnet Cafe for sure here in town. And the we were talking about the Nintendo Switch. You had just got your Switch. It had just come out. Yeah. It was it changed my life, man. It was I had not played video games for a really long time. So the Switch was like my introduction back in because I had the Xbox three sixty and then it had like its red ring of whatever. Oh yeah. And then red I got ring a of death. Girlfriend that became a wife and all those <laughs> things that kept me away from things for so long. And then all of a sudden yeah. I was like, What's this new d- I think this is it. I'm coming back. You're right, and you actually got yours before I got mine, so that was... I waited in line with three other dudes at a Walmart in Graham, (laughs) Texas for like three hours for the only four Nintendo Switches that that Walmart got. Are you serious? Because of course, yeah, they only had four at midnight in Graham, and I had, I wasn't even going to wait at first, and uh, because they had like said that no one was going to be waiting at midnight, and I called like scared at 10 p.m. (laughs) Uh, Not even, it was like nine something, I was like, hey... And they were like, oh, yeah, we only have four, and there's already two guys in line. Ooh. And I looked at Haley, and I was like, I've got to go. And I just <laughs> left the house and grabbed a book and, like, walked out the door and ended up being third in line. And the fourth guy showed up at, like, 11. So really? I was like, yes. Dude, it was – I would have been so mad. What did you – you grabbed Breath of the Wild? Uh, yeah, I just grabbed Breath of the Wild at first. That was all I got. Oh, man. And that's that was all I needed. Yes, <laughs> such a good game. I loved everything about that game. But anyway, so that was our first experience. And the funny thing was, um, was that you told me, oh, yeah, man, yeah, I checked you out. I listened to the arcade. And that was the craziest thing. A, a lot of our listeners here have never heard the arcade. Oh, yeah, man. That was I was uh, stalking my staff. And so I was just like, oh, this is cool. Someone does a podcast on video games because I came from a world where mm-hmm. people did not know what podcasts were. So. Yeah, or video games for that <laughs> yeah, matter. Yeah, that's true. Because they're the devil. Yeah. Um, Atari, maybe. <laughs> hey, man, don't hit on Atari. I mean, I, I can think back to, like, my brothers had an Atari, probably 2600. And we played we played Pong, and we played Pac-Man, and we played all these, these old games. And oddly enough, that wasn't even my first 
Uh, we probably didn't pull that thing out of storage until we've had the Super Nintendo for a while. Oh, man. I don't think I've even actually played an Atari. Really? Um, I, the oldest console is probably just the original Nintendo. Okay. Um, but we never even owned that. We The oldest console we maybe owned was a Super Nintendo, probably, yeah. Yeah, which is not a bad place to start. No, it was a great console. Just saying. Getting that out there. So today, um, like I said, we've got Lane on the show, and it's cool because it's actually, we're literally sitting across the table from each other. Yeah, I mean, it's like date night. It, it's it, Yeah, I put out the tablecloth, and I go got a nice little round table, <laughs> little mood lighting. Um, they're just fluorescent lights. It's fine. But... Um, Matt and Kate are out. Actually, at the time of this recording, they're back, but we already had this scheduled. So Matt was away at Phoenix Fan Fusion, and he said that they had a fun time. You've never been to a Comic Con, have you? I have not. Have you ever been never to a been convention? Never been to a con. Never been you to, take you to a convention. Uh, PAX or any of that kind of stuff. I we talked to about going to South by. Yeah, at one point we've talked about that. Um, but anyway, so they were out at Phoenix Fan Fusion. I say they. Matt and a crew was there. Kate was not. And they did great work. They got to meet some great, you may not even know this. They got to meet some really cool people. Uh, Kevin Eastman, the creator of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, man. They got to hang out with him. Um, they yeah. got to hang out with the Super voice. casual. They got to hang out with the voice of Vegeta um, from Dragon Ball Z. Like, I mean, just like a lot of these like guys and, and girls in the industry that we, we get to meet, we build relationships <laughs> with, and legit get to just go hang out with them yeah just the voice of vegeta it's you know, mind really blowing. casual <laughs> mind-blowing yeah um who ends up being like this really super cool dude who loves taking selfies and all sorts of stuff that's crazy one of our guys kyle matthews he he was hell-bent on playing quidditch while he was there so he did <laughs> and we have a video of him playing quidditch and it's like i mean he's He's an, he's an adult, like a man, right? Okay. Full beard, whole nine. And it's just a sea of kids that he's playing against. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the best, man. If you guys haven't seen that video, I think it's up in the in the community. You need to go watch it. And it just it's it's like a 10-second video of him scoring on these kids. Just, That's incredible. And he felt like he, he was just the man. Oh, yeah, know? dude. That's exactly what I would have done. Yeah. Small children, get out of my way. I've long since said that if I could go back, there's only one way I'd go back to middle school, and it's if I could go back like as a man. Oh yeah, dude. And just then just dominate. dominate, just put on pads or get on the basketball court and just dunk. Absolutely, I could have relived all my athletic dreams that I had <laughs> when I was like five foot two. Oh man, would have been great. Yeah, but it's just not in the cards. That's not the way time travel <laughs> works. So, uh, which we learned um, from Endgame. That yeah. it either moves, time moves through you, or you move through time. Have you had a chance to see it? No, I have Come not on, seen it man. yet, man. I don't see it. Here's I, what I need to do. Haley's out of town this weekend. She'll go never listen to this it. podcast. I need to get someone to babysit my kid and just go watch <laughs> it by myself. Hey, you know who can babysit your kid? I do. The person who babysits her all the time. There you go. <laughs> get Julia to do it, man. We'll be done. I might make it happen. Maybe that'll be the deal. It'll be worth it. I would go see it with you, but I am going to be in Dallas this weekend. And um, Chris and I are going to be going. By the time you guys hear this podcast, we'll be we'll be doing Family Fun Comic Con, which is a thing that has just never been done. There's a church in Dallas that's holding a Comic Con. Oh, that's crazy! And I went back and listened to their their sermon from this past Sunday, and the pastor talked about it. He said, "We really just want to, you know, he used the phrase give a pencil. Like we want to we people bring pencils to people in like Africa and stuff like that." Because they want them to remember that Jesus loves them. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's all we want to do here is like invite these people into our building and then give them a pencil. It's a yeah. figurative pencil, obviously. No, yeah. Unless they're actually going to hand out <laughs> pencils. I don't know. I guess we'll see when we get there. You just come back with just like a school box full of pencils. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Comic-Con was great. I got a bunch <laughs> of pencils. 
Um, so we're gonna go and do that, and we're gonna run the tabletop and gaming area over there and kind of train the volunteers, yeah. and it's, it's gonna be great. Um, and we had a group, actually, Chris and April Lynn and Drew just came back from uh, the, I wanna get this right, the Urban Youth Worker Initiative in California. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you, yeah I this saw is your a world. lot of like social media and stuff like that. I have a bunch of people there. I have never been personally, but it looks like it went off pretty good. You don't do urban youth work. Yeah, you know, it's which is probably, I'm either like, I just came out of rural youth work, <laughs> and now I'm like straight suburbs. Yeah, now so. you're less rural, <laughs> yeah. some suburbs. It's, a, it's yeah. a long acronym if you put all that together. Yeah, but there's a lot of people there because the people who write all the youth ministry stuff and all that, they're mostly all urban people, you oh, know, yeah. Atlanta and all those yeah, kind yeah, of guys. Yeah. So. Or California. Yeah. Yeah, Doug Fields. Yeah. Yeah, these guys. So they were there, and they did full-on training. Um, so they said, hey, here's the nerd culture, and here's why it's important, and here's why you should care about it. So they had a panel that they did there with full Q&A and everything. went great. And then they also turned around, and they ran the gaming area there. So it was primarily – they were in a tent. It was really cool, actually. Um, it was primarily Switch games. They said they just had Smash Bros. Just rolling. That's all you need. And it was great. Yeah. They said they loved it. So we'll see how it goes this weekend, but we want to do more stuff like that. So if you guys are at a church um, that is interested in nerding culture and and how to kind of engage with nerd culture, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today as part yeah. of our topic. Um, but if you, if you want us to get involved with teaching your church how to love and serve your nerdy neighbors, please contact us. Um, you can go to lovethynerd.com and uh, get in contact with us that way, or you can send us an email. Just go ahead and send it to Chris, chris at lovethynerd.com. Um, but we're going to go ahead and get on with the show, and what we like to do here, Lane, is we like to start off with what we've been playing. So as our esteemed guest, why don't you go first? I always go last anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Well, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. It's one or the other. Yeah. Um, man, what I've been playing. So on my Switch, uh, I regularly come back to Moonlighter still. Oh, my gosh. Moonlighter. Uh, because it's so it's so good. I'm still on Dungeon 2, and I've lost three or four times at this point. It's starting to get pretty frustrating. It's harder to come back to. Um, I'm ready for some single players to come out to the Switch that will engage me again like Breath of the Wild did, which like, nothing will engage me like Breath of the Wild. What are you, what are you looking for, like, specifically? Like, um, is there a title that you're hoping will come to the Switch, or...? Man, I'm, re- I'm ready for Pokemon. I'm interested in Luigi's Mansion 3. Yes. Um, just some decent... I mean, like, I love Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, it was a good... Something that's going to take me 60, 70-plus hours of gameplay. Yeah. Um, that's you really got all the way through Odyssey? Yeah, I went okay. all the way through. I did not... In my head, I, I'm because I'm a little. I was a completionist in Zelda. I was like, I gotta do everything, um, and so I wanted to go back and do a lot of the stuff, and I never have. I might, but I just haven't done that. You yet. didn't get. You didn't do Dark Side of the Moon or Darker Side of the Moon. I don't think so. That was the tower that you were winding up and all that stuff. So once you actually finished the game, yes, you finished on the moon, and then yeah, yeah, yes, it, it's 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 boss rush kind yeah. of stuff. So yeah, so it's. A lot of that, I uh, played a lot of Apex Legends recently, which oh, I really yeah. enjoy getting back to, I haven't played a shooter in a long time, so I'm not very good, um, <laughs> fair. but it is a ton of fun. And you're playing that on the PlayStation? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I'm slowly moving through RDR2. Um, it's a slow game, man. So sometimes it's a little bit, in my short spurts that I get to play, I'm like, I had time for one mission. I need six hours alone with this game. Again, maybe that's uh, something I'll do this weekend. Yes. I'll just stay up and not sleep. And Don't feel bad about that. It took Matt, golly, it felt like 
four months to get through that game. He came back every single week for almost a month saying, I think I'm almost there. I think I'm at the end. I think I'm almost there. And we're like, dude, are you just not playing? He says, no, I am playing. I just, I'm further than I thought I was. Yeah. So it's it's one of those games that's going to keep giving you yeah. plenty of great things to play. Oh, yeah. And so many ways to get sidetracked. Like, How many just... horses have you killed? That's what I need to know. I don't know if I've... Okay, so here's here's the thing. I was thinking long and hard about if I was going to be the good guy or the bad guy. Like, if, every time you get to make a decision, you're going to kill this person and go all this stuff. And I'm trying to make good decisions in this game, man. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm trying to make the moral high ground, and I don't think horse killing would be the way to go. Well, so I haven't so, even killed a horse yet. But the, we, So we found out via Matt that they just, they practically kill themselves. <laughs> I mean, he, he showed video of a horse, like, tripping over... A tiny rock in the ground and just taking a header into the side of the mountain and like broke its neck or something oh my god or he gets caught in a, a gunfight that he didn't start and you know all sorts of stuff has anything like crazy happened to you in that game yet i don't think anything just absolutely insane i, I am still very early on in that game i probably have not played it in a little bit because i got it and spider-man at the same time oh yeah spider-man moves at a faster pace um, so it kind of engaged me a little bit more, and I was really enjoying it. And then Apex Legends came out. Yeah. And a big reason I got the PlayStation was for the potential to have shooters um, that don't exist on Switch, except for, you know, Splatoon 2, which is the greatest <laughs> game of all time. Um, you could do a whole episode on Splatoon 2. I could do a, se- I could do a season yeah. on Splatoon 2. Oh, that's two. fair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, I don't know. That's that's my struggle is coming back to it. But I want to play it some this weekend. Um but it's just been crazy life, man. The kid always gets in the way. That's that's the problem. Yeah, my my gaming my gaming went down severely every every time we had a uh, you know new kid. Mm-hmm. Just it kind of tanked a little bit, and then it kind of resurfaced after we got into a groove. Um, so I fully understand, and probably anybody else that's listening that's had kids. Yeah, how dare they ruin how our dare, entertainment? How dare they? They kind of step on our turf. <laughs> so what else? You've been you've been playing those games. Have you been? What are you watching? You watching playing, anything? Playing those games. Oh man! So I'm at this point in like Netflix, Hulu, World, and all that where we, and the summer always hits right where you're like, okay, I've I just finished. I'm a CW, uh, DC verse nerd, yes, and so you are. Now here's the deal. I don't enjoy Supergirl. I, I've enjoyed it for a little bit, and then I'll trail off. Um, I'll probably come back to it just to, out of sheer, <laughs> con- like lack of content. Yeah, I don't enjoy Legends of Tomorrow because. Like, come on, man. Yeah, we talked you about that. You keep getting messed with the, the timeline, and then there's no repercussions. That's not fair. No, I think that that show has proven you can mess with the timeline. What's what I'm and saying? there be no repercussions. That's what I'm saying. Nothing happens. Like in, in Flash, he does one thing, and they're like, you've ruined everyone's lives. <laughs> Legends is ruining lives every week, and no one is taking notice. Yeah, it's kind of their job. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just unfair. Mm-hmm. Um, but So I just finished Arrow and Flash and really enjoyed those. Um, now I'm watching a show called Good Girls on NBC, which I have fought for a very long time to watch the first season on Netflix. <laughs> uh, but it's got Mae Whitman, who I think is hilarious. Who's um, Mae Whitman? She is the actress. She's in um, Parenthood. Uh, the She's the daughter in Parenthood, but she plays a mom in this show, which is really what intrigued me because I was like, she like it's up. one of those looks. She looks like she's 14 for life. Oh, okay. Um, but it's just a show about these moms who rob a grocery store and like get involved in this life of crime. But it's like a kind of a comedy yeah. with this gang in order to like make ends meet. And it has sucked me in. And I am like <laughs> halfway through season two right now. It's so 
easy to suck you into these shows, though. It is, man. It really is. I did not watch television a lot as a kid. As an adult, I freaking love <laughs> television. I consume so much content. Uh, it's the best, dude. It's 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 my relaxation. Yeah, it's fantastic. Little did they know that you were the target audience <laughs> for everything. Yeah, they're like, I think this is for thirteen-year-old girls. No, it is for <laughs> Wayne. <laughs> That's my shows. That's right. Uh, hey, speaking of which, like I um. I've been watching, I don't want to say have been watching, I watched uh, a brand new wrestling promotion called AEW, All Elite Wrestling. And anybody who's into the wrestling business right now, the industry is going to know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> but the, the the thing that's pertinent to our conversation right now with what you're saying is that I one of their, before they were actually AEW, they had a, they had a pay-per-view a couple of months ago. And one of the guys that was in the pay-per-view, that was wrestling in the pay-per-view, was whatever the lead actor of Arrow's name Stephen is. Stephen Amell? Stephen Amell, yes. Yeah, dude, he's like actually a huge wrestling nerd. And so he would actually appear at uh, like WWE matches and stuff like this all the time. Yeah. Um, and it was like always on his social media feed and stuff. So yeah, that actually does not surprise me. Yeah, like his uh, thing was actor slash pro wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like he's huge. In. So it makes sense. Like he has to like. He's not very good, but. Oh yeah, I, I, you can be huge and not an athlete. Well, too, so like you see him in the show, and you're like, oh man, look, he's doing all that stuff. He does most of his own. Yeah, stunts. he does do a lot of it. But most of his own stunts, it. but it really shows when you're watching him in a live show that, yeah, you don't do them all. Yeah, yeah. You're not. You're not Arrow. But okay. he wants to. He wants to. Oh, he he plays such a good, um, uh, Oliver Queen. You know, so oh, yeah. he and then like he tries to get into his character on the he doesn't play Oliver Queen while he's wrestling, but he tries to get into character and you're like, Yeah, I'm not really buying that, you know? <laughs> Take two. If right. he came out like in full green arrow get up, I'd be like, Let's go. Dude, that Let's is, go. Which is clearly what he should have done. I feel like if I was arrow, I would go everywhere. You talk to I Mr. D C you make it happen, yeah. like that would, oh man, that'd be so good. Yeah. An only good promotion, right? Like, oh man. All these wrestling people now watching Arrow, which is like action for one season and romance and drama for like Gosh, the next five. Know your so. audience. Yeah. <laughs> target target marketing. Uh, but I did. I watched They had their first ever pay-per-view as AEW. And if you know anything about wrestling, it was fantastic. If you don't know anything about wrestling, this is a good starting point. Mm. Um, the problem is, is like you got the WWE and they've got their own network. $10 a month. You get everything they do. Um, so a pay-per-view, if you think about it, is $10. Yeah. Um, these are true pay-per-views at 50 bucks a pop. So it's a little harder, and they're trying to do one, one a month. So you could, you do the math. Um, yeah. It's a lot of money. That's what, when I was in high school, our youth pastor, what he would actually do is he was a big UFC guy, and he would literally host, like, UFC parties at his house. And it was, if you come, you pay, and it, like, comped. Oh yeah, for the matches and stuff, so people yeah. would fill his living room and stuff like that. That's how you say illegal. Yeah, to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not gonna put his name out, but but anyway. So I mean, like I thought about doing that. Like, oh, what if we hosted a watch party or something like that? And then I watched it, and it is not a family friendly wrestling. Very rarely is the, is there family friendly wrestling. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like the way that the WWE bends now is it's it's pretty much family friendly they that's crazy they've come a long way from the attitude era with your stone cold steve austins and your dx and all that stuff there's still shades of that but most of it is is pretty family friendly now 
I feel like that is like we used to watch WWE when we were little kids, like when mom and dad would finally leave the house. So <laughs> that's hilarious to yeah. me. Yeah, back when it was WWF. Yeah, that's when I learned like all my like. That's when I learned bad words. Oh yeah, that's where I got it all. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it was um, to me. I was a big WCW fan growing up, Mm -hmm. and that was my jam. Like I watched them both together simultaneously, but WCW was my jam. And this to me felt like the best of WCW meets the best of ECW Extreme Championship Wrestling, which was like everything you thought the Attitude Era was past that oh man i'm like dudes throwing people off of the top of scaffolding barbed wire matches um guys coming out with staple guns like legit which happened on this pay-per-view just the other day (laughs) and so i go back and you know i I watch it again and there's a lot of great a lot of great wrestlers from like new japan pro wrestling and guys from stateside and people you've never heard of from the indie scene like all coming together and just giving you this fantastic show to be able to say as a wrestling fan, there is more than WWE again. Because what happened was WWE bought out WCW. Mm. And they bought out ECW. They found the competition. They went out there. They bought it. They killed it. Like, just... Man. They tried. Disneyed everybody. They did. What happened <laughs> was, if you were outside of their organization, for the most part, this is like a 1% success rate here. If you were outside of the WWE, you were brought in and you failed. So didn't matter like i mean goldberg no. was just the man back in the day yeah and they brought him in and just yeah it, he 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 actually stepped away and when he came back in they did a whole brock lesnar thing and it, it, it didn't really go really well and then they brought him back in again they fixed it so it's it's it, it's like a whole big wet mess but if you were not part of their family then you just got the shaft that's crazy and so now you have like a lot of these guys that have left wwe or worked with the company or wcw or tna impact or whatever it is like all these different places out and around that they've said hey do you want to love wrestling again and they created this company that is like like the funding comes from the family that owns the jacksonville jaguars like oh wow they own not just them but several other like sports teams and other things so they're like whatever you want to do let's do it that's crazy and they put a couple of great guys um this is not the wrestling podcast but they put a couple <laughs> of great guys in this is what i've been doing uh you know in in leadership over there um young bucks cody rhodes um you know his wife brandy rhodes and also they brought in kenny omega which was he's huge bullet club stuff in new japan pro wrestling which is like new japan anything cool that we have comes from there <laughs> and we're like oh how cool is that that we made that up no, no no they've been doing that for years over there that's awesome and then those guys come. so anyway it's a long story but but it's it's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan or if you're not it's an exciting time to get back into it um so you know you're like you've sold me man. i'm telling I'm you like, <laughs> i'm super excited about it uh like chris jericho was was in the main event okay and he will be wrestling in at the next pay-per-view um against a guy called hangman which nobody's if you if you're not following independent like New Japan all yeah, that stuff you don't no, know who that is, well he and and Jericho are wrestling for the title which is beautiful oh my gosh it's such a beautiful <laughs> title, anyway, that's what I've been doing It's getting like not I wouldn't say back into pro wrestling but really following this all elite wrestling company to see yeah. almost it was like an experiment like is it gonna work is it gonna not work like what's going on and dude it is it freaking worked. That's awesome. It worked. I give it a solid B plus on the whole thing, um, which 
you know, it was one of those good, not great. Uh, when I watched it the first time, I went back and watched it and kind of upped, upped it a little bit for me. But I watched WrestleMania, and oh, yeah. it was like uh, seven hours of meh wrestling, you know. And it's yeah. not like, oh well, it's it's because it's not real, Bubba. Well, duh, like nobody's. I'm not yeah. stupid. I know it's not real, <laughs> but like, I want to be entertained. It's sports entertainment. Yeah. And this did that. It entertained me, That's and it awesome. brought new, fresh faces in. And oh, c'est magnifique. What were we talking about? Not wrestling. What have you been playing? <laughs> um, I have been playing a game, and you need to get this game. If you don't already have it, you need to pick it up. God of War. Yeah, dude, you were telling me, like, it's, you are loving it. Oh, my gosh. I actually do think I would really enjoy God of War. It is so good. Like, Matt hates it. He just can't get into it. But know this. He's coming down off of Red Dead. Yeah. And he can't play anything. <laughs> He said, I tried to pick up Breath of the Wild, and I just couldn't get back into it. And I was like, you're a heretic. Yeah, my goodness, dude. dude that's, I think that's biblical blasphemy. I mean. I still haven't bought the DLCs, and I think it's just because I'm waiting to just, like, pour myself out into that game oh, yeah. again. <laughs> well, so, I mean, it, it, you need to get it. Don't get it now. You know, maybe when you're ready to take a break from Red Dead or something. But maybe. I will tell you, it is fantastic. It's gorgeous. Uh, you know, just it looks well. It's very aesthetically pleasing. The gameplay is phenomenal. Oh my gosh, the f- the way you fight in that game, the way you can you know you can upgrade your your son's stuff. You can you can tell him when to shoot to distract people. You know he can give you you know he can pick up health bonuses and stuff like that. That's he his character is really sweet, and then Kratos is just a monster man. Like it is great. I didn't play the the God of War stuff growing up. I didn't have PlayStation, so yeah. I missed out on like all of it. So that's kind of why, for me, I didn't jump headlong into this. People are like, oh, God of War. I'm like, mm-hmm. bad. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Spider Man. I know Spider Man. I'll play yeah. that. <laughs> Pretty familiar with him. Um, but you know, he he usually has like these these dueling blades that yeah. he has. You know, that are like chain blades and stuff. Well, you, as far as I can tell, at least right now, you don't have those. You have this axe that's a lot more akin to Stormbreaker than anything. About. Um, but it's like a frost axe. Um, it's it's really sweet, and like you throw it, and you can call it back, and all sorts of stuff. And so that's pretty. Dope. Yeah, it's it's like unlimited ammo, pretty yeah. much on a projectile. You've got a heavy throw and a light throw. Um, it's it's really freaking sweet, dude. You, yeah. you know, you can up, upgrade your character and all sorts of stuff. Anyway, if you haven't played it, anybody, if you haven't played it, you got a PlayStation. It was game of the year last year for a good reason. Man, it's uh, worth your time. Yeah, which is, there's gonna be a lot of it. Yeah, um, maybe that's maybe that's my next uh, single player. It's not on the Switch, but still might be good. Yet, yeah, uh, yeah. Who knows, man? That's the biggest thing, man. It's so hard to play my PlayStation. Just to why can't everything be portable like the Switch? That's that's because that's why it's so hard to play games. Well, PlayStation had portable. They had the PSP. They had the Vita. They had these, well, these consoles. Yes, but the... they leaned into it and then backed off of it yeah and now that we've seen how good it can be with the switch i'm curious to see if microsoft and sony lean back into a handheld console or if they just let that market be nintendo's yeah i don't know i don't know either. e3's right around the corner that would be insane who knows i don't know um but other than that i haven't been playing a whole lot else i like tabletop wise um we played uh lanterns dice the other night at our game night here i saw you were playing that it's fun it's really fun. Like, it's it's kind of a long play game. Mm-hmm. Um, most like roll and write games have a, 
they don't have a maximum player count. Like you can play with as many people in the world as you want to. It's they're kind of bingo esque. Mm -hmm. This one is a four player max because of the mechanics. So um, the way that lanterns, the actual game works is it's tile based and each tile has four different colors of lanterns on it. Mm -hmm. And you turn the tile to point to the four players. Yeah. And then whatever one's pointing at you, that's the color you get. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same thing with the dice. You roll them into a special tray that has, you know, collects them into a, a, collects them into a, a cube and then whatever you get to turn it and decide who gets what. And then you color in the little thing and it has special powers and things that you can do to get more points and mm. to color more areas you're like oh that's a fun little game it was like strategery to the max wow. because you're trying to decide which one do i want and if i give lane the white one that gives him that and then he gets another and then he's going to take my i mean like you start not just thinking about yourself oh yeah but about how really how to screw you over yeah, which is my favorite kind of game. Absolutely, it is. <laughs> we were playing with Stephanie and Rico, um, and uh, Stephanie is uh, one of our secretaries here at the church, and her husband Rico. And he was—he got to that point where he was like, "Oh man," we were like three of six turns in. He's like, "Oh man, I don't, I don't know. Like, if I do that, then that that could cause you to not get what you need." And I was like, "Rico, that's exactly that's it. The point, man. Do that. If you're having that heart moment, that means you're in the right boat." Yeah. Like you're, you're thinking about the right thing. So trying to You just have to, to not them. feel bad about it. You've got to jump in, man. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't do it. He said, we're going to play nice. I said, well, your funeral, man. Yeah. Um, I would never say that. Long story short, I ended up winning that game. Yeah, Rico so did not win. He did not win. Uh, you you got to be willing to do some things. Yeah. That's so funny. I was literally, as you were saying, I was like, man, I wonder what Rico's like in a tabletop situation. And now that you've told me that, I'm like, did not see that coming. But <laughs> all right, I got you. I got you, man. Yeah. You think, oh, he's probably pretty cutthroat yeah dude nah well that was also the first like interaction that we'd had that's true he was trying to make a good impression oh yeah, yeah. well which again it's like when I, I won. Play, it's like when i play a new tabletop game with my wife and i'm like Ugh, i want i want her to enjoy it so i really want her to win um <laughs> so that way we can play this some more yeah and then we can get to a place where i can start winning a lot oh man yeah oh man that's the goal. well anna gets on a roll like she starts to understand what she's doing and then that, she's real dangerous like yeah. she comes in and she'll say Oh, I just, I'm not very good at this. I don't know what's going on. And then she, it clicks with her. And then she starts making these baller moves. Yeah. I'm like, you need to chill. Yeah. It's like, unfair. Yeah. I'm yeah, trying to be nice. Yeah. And you're coming in here, kicking me while I'm <laughs> laying down yeah. by option. It's yeah, my absolutely. choice to be yeah. down here. I laid down. <laughs> um, so we played, we played that, played a couple more games. Um, and actually I found out, I do this all the time. I, it's a bad habit another copy of Lantern's Dice came in today. So what happens is I see these games for pre-order and I'm like, I want it. <laughs> but I get so many different emails from different companies and stuff <clears throat> that I end up ordering multiple. Your life I, is so hard, man. I knew when that box came in. I knew it. I was like, that's another copy of that stupid game <laughs> I just bought. Uh, so maybe we'll do a giveaway or something because um, I don't need two copies of that game. Yeah, One is plenty. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. Um, we'll probably we'll probably do a giveaway. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there's tons of stuff. We played Solo Una Noche on, uh, we covered it on Beard Bros and also did it on um, the co-optional stream on Saturday. Had a blast doing that. Let us know what you guys thought about that, about the Facebook premiere. Um, Anna and I doing that pre-recorded, but also being there live in the comments with you. It's a great game. Um, the, the creator is allowing me to keep that game, which I'm pumped about. Oh, wow. um, so yeah 
Um, but uh, yeah, go and check that out on Kickstarter if that's still up by, by now. I think it is. I think it may have one more day left, depending on when you're listening to this. But those are just some of the games that we've been playing, um, some of the things we've been watching. No. And not everything. It's not extensive. I keep telling myself, make a list. Write stuff down. And then I just don't. No. Yeah. I'm like, you're not my real dad, me. I don't have to do what you say. <laughs> and so, uh, hey, if there are some things that, that we should be playing, um, let us know. And also just hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at LoveThyNerd on all three of those things. And tell us what you've been playing. We we're interested in that because maybe we will look at what you're playing and put it into our game library or backlog or shelf of shame or whatever. And we'll get to it eventually. Maybe. I don't know. I can't promise anything. (laughs) Um, But let's move on to a little bit of a new segment that we've been trying out here called Nerdy News. And there are really only two major things that I want to talk about today and I want to move on to our main topic. And one of them is that E3 is coming up. It is coming up and I am so stoked. I think when this comes out, if the math works out, it's next week. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, th- there's always a billion things going on at E3. And you were doing a little bit of reading up on it. Yeah, because uh, I feel like I have not been interested in a Switch game in a while, which, like I said, I bought that console to kind of get back into mm-hmm. video gaming. And I feel really excited about some of the upcoming lineups just with pokemon luigi's mansion just the things that are coming out in the next year and a half to two years i think i'm gonna go broke um just absolutely 100 percent. it's been a multiplayer years or year in the past of you know mario party and all this kind of stuff which i love got him played the heck out of smash brothers mm-hmm. um after you know we had our baby and i was on my trying to get every character <laughs> as fast as possible where i played a ton of switch um, but I need something that's that's just for me, and I think that's what's coming in the next few lineups, so I'm excited to see some of that. Is there a specific game in that lineup that you're you're really excited to see? I mean, most excited is probably Pokemon. Um, I, I'm very excited about Sword and Shield. Um, they're still, and I don't even know if they've announced a timeline on it, um, but I, th- I think they'll talk about it at E3, is the, and the name is in the works, Town, okay. um, which is, it's an RPG, and I think it's, um, I think it's done by Game Freak, and I'm kind of excited to see uh, if they do anything with that, if they talk about that at all. Um, I never was, like, a big Luigi's Mansion guy, but I'm intrigued, um, and that's also because, like, I did not play Nintendo for a very did, long time. You didn't time. have a GameCube growing up, did you? No. Yeah. The only time we had a GameCube in the locker room in high school, but all we played was Melee, and that was it. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so, like, my last Nintendo console until Switch was N64. And I was a kid. Um, there were so many games that I didn't play even on that console. But so I'm pretty excited about some of those just to see what they come out with. And I think I think it'll be a good run. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a bunch of stuff, and we don't even know most of the things that are going to be coming out or or talked about. There's there's hints of different things from Microsoft, from Sony, and and all these things. But the thing that's interesting to me is that everybody seems to be moving their their press conferences off of that major press conference day yeah uh it it used to be that everybody was kind of on the same day and then they shifted to where microsoft and sony were on two separate days and then microsoft moved back again and and you just started to see the separation and now what was was normally like a weekend is like almost a full six days worth of content because you have all of these different people that are not actually doing their their major main stage stuff 
at E3. Like they're going to go and rent a place, you know, outside of the E3 window. Um, they're going to go rent a, a hall down down the street or you know somewhere in LA, and they're going to have their own press conference outside of of E3. But it's still E3 coverage yeah. for all of us in the biz. But you know, so it's it's interesting how how that's really starting to morph into more of like a South by Southwest yeah. kind of feel where it's no longer confined to the this small window. Um, we're just really going to stretch it out as long as we possibly can. Which, why would you ever complain about, right? Uh, All uh, of yeah. the days. <laughs> Us, absolutely. <laughs> like, um, oh, thank you. This is uh, more time that I can spend doing absolutely nothing but watching E3. I wonder if um, the powers that be at E3, uh, if, if, if there's not like a tide changing. There's been a lot of um, talk in the industry about the longevity of E3, just in general. Uh, yeah. It was it was a couple of years ago that I actually got to go to E3 with Game Church, and we we had a booth there on the show floor at E3, and we'd done it before. Um, hadn't made a habit of going because it's very expensive to have a booth there. Yeah. And this was this was the year before E3 went, I'll say public. Like it was just for industry people. Mm-hmm. Like we get all of our information from E3. Like, oh, we love all of the different things that they're talking about and showing. But like, in order to be at E3, it wasn't for just no, the general public. Yeah, yeah you, you had to be in the industry in some way, shape, or form. So it was always a weird show for us to go to because it was out of our element where we were having to make these relationships and have all these conversations with industry people, not knowing that that would lead to more what we do here at Love Thy Nerd, uh, but it was completely different when we were at you know Game Church doing that kind of stuff. So, but it was fun, and we saw the next year we saw a lot of people pull out from E3. Like our booth literally was was across the aisle from Disney, and it was their booth was huge. This was when um, Disney Infinity 3.0 was just about to come out, and people were wrapping around, um, you know lines all the way around their booth That's which crazy. by the way it was like a city block um <laughs> it was crazy wrapped around their booth because they were going to get the these they weren't even e3 exclusive they were just uh you know like mickey and stuff like that before anybody else was going to get them they weren't even available for resale yet mm. and by the end of the day you saw those things online on ebay for like two three hundred dollars um oh gosh so but anyway so disney pulls out from e3 that next year and then you start hearing talks about all these other companies that are like, oh, we're not going to be there, yada, yada, yada. Well, that was when E3 went public to try and get more people to come in. You know, maybe if there's more presence, yeah. more, you know, whatever, then, you know, they would they would come back. Um, but I don't know, you're seeing it, it you're seeing it kind of kind of ebb and flow and be, you know, yeah. there's no constant in E3 anymore other than possibly E3 being the, being the constant. Yeah. Um, it's a freaking madhouse, man. Like, it is... It was a sight to behold. I said, it'd be cool to see, man. <clears throat> just absolute insanity. Dude, it's at the Staples Center in LA. Like, it's just sprawling. So, yeah, it fills every square inch Everywhere. of the Staples Center. Inside and outside and, like, all the surrounding areas. It's a madhouse, dude. That's crazy. It's a madhouse. But it was cool to, to get to be a part of. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, E3 is right around the corner. So if you guys are excited about anything in particular, please let us know in the comments section below on this Facebook post. Um, also... Speaking of things that you're excited about from E3, uh, we do have a Pokemon Direct on June the 5th for Pokemon Sword and Shield. And My body is ready. 
Well, is your body ready to watch it at 8 a.m.? I wake up at 5 every morning, bro. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm probably going to catch that one a little bit later on in the day. Uh, but, yeah, so that's – I mean, it's it's going to be airing at um, 6 a.m. Pacific time, 9 a.m. Eastern. So for us, smack dab in the middle, that's that's 8. Uh, man, I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm, exci- I'm excited about it. We're supposed to get 15 minutes of gameplay from – I don't know if it's – from sword or from shield or a combination of both, but it's 15 minutes of gameplay from that game. Oh, dude, I yep, I'll be there 8 a.m. It'll be on my TV. <laughs> I'll be I'll be up like feeding my kid or something. It'll be great. I, I I'm ready. I mean, you know, I told you uh, that you know I, I wouldn't put five bucks down on each of them. Yeah. And the idea that you play one, I play the other, and then we're done. Absolutely. Switch them. Um, and I will go all the way in on sword and shield. I've never beat a Pokemon game. Neither have I. Oh, man, here we go. Dude, I played... So my brother had red and I had blue back when with Game Boy Pocket. And it was the idea that, you know, oh, there's Pokemon in this game, Pokemon in this game. Yep. And we got the little cable to hook yep. our Game Boys together yep. and trade and all the stuff. And we did that. But, I mean, I was a kid, dude. Like, beating video games is so hard. Oh, yeah. And so I think I got, like, maybe three or four gems in or something like that. And then I don't think I played a Pokemon game until I was in like middle school and me and some of my friends, like we would hang out every day during the summer. We played so many video games all the time. And we went to a GameStop one day. We we're like, let's just all buy a Game Boy and, and different Pokemon games. Yeah. And we legit like all bought a Game Boy Advance. I had the Glacier, like the oh, yeah. one. And I think I might have bought like Fire Red or so. I can't even remember, dude. Like we were just like, everybody just pick a different one. And we would literally all just sit in this dude's living room and just play Pokemon and talk while we played Pokemon. And I didn't beat that one. You didn't one. ever beat it? No, like we just played it like off and on during the summer when there wasn't other things going on. Um, and it was fun, but I never beat it. So that's, I think that's really why I'm excited about Sword and Shield is I'm like, I'm going to freaking beat a Pokemon game. <laughs> like I am, I am here for it and I am finishing this thing. Yeah, uh, well, you beat Breath of the Wild, so you know that it's possible to yeah. beat a game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's true because there really aren't that many games in my lineup that I've beat. No. Because most of my video game history is a lot of multiplayer and <laughs> online play. It's very like about the community and things like that. Yeah. Or it's so far back and I was a kid that I was just like, you know, I never beat Ocarina of Time. Still haven't. Oh man. Um it's down in the office. That's why I play it occasionally, just working through it. Oh man. Um but yeah, dude, it's crazy. I've I've played a lot of games. I've not beat many. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've I've said it before. I'll say it again. I never beat Mario, original Super Mario Bros. I've never oh, yeah. beat Super Mario Bros. 3. Um, you notice I skipped over Super Mario Bros. 2. <laughs> I'm okay with that, you know? Like, uh, But, I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm ready to, to sit down, and this is a game that I can play in front of my kids. Yes. You know, I don't have to worry about the language or the content or anything. It's like I can sit down at any point and entertain myself and my children by playing this game. Yeah. Because they love Pokemon, they've got. They went to a birthday party the other day, and they got all these little, tiny, tiny little Pokemon, little plastic Pokemon, and they've just been. They've just been battling. I mean, it's it's been great. So, so that's coming out. Uh, it actually comes out at the end of the month, um, yeah, end of June. I can't believe it's almost not the end of this month, but the end of June. Um, and I think it's like the twenty. I want to say twenty third or twenty fifth. Like it's we're we're almost there. Playing it on the flight to DC, buddy. Ooh wee! <laughs> Perfect timing. Ooh wee! Oh man, I wish it would come out two weeks earlier. Then I could 
<laughs> I could play it in Cancun. Um, oh, uh, but anyway, so if you're interested in Pokemon, please let us know. Are you going to be getting Sword uh, or Shield or and Shield? Um, and which one are you excited about? Who's going to be your starter? You know, we want to know those kinds of things. Have you picked one? I haven't picked one yet. I have not picked one yet. Um, and I, I might not until I'm like in the moment, man. <laughs> because there's anxiety. It's anxiety driven, dude. I'm like, but because every it has a ramification. It what does. You pick. It does. And so, I mean, you could replay the game with a go back and pick a different starter and replay through. Which will probably be what happens. I mean, absolutely. That'll probably be one of those things. I mean, I, I'm not going to do everything there is to do in the game, but I'll I'll finish. I won't I won't fill my Pokedex. I'll tell you that right now. I'm yeah. not I'm not kidding anybody, myself, <laughs> let alone. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll beat the game. I don't know how long it's going to take me, but I'll beat it. And I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Like I said, never beat a Pokemon game before. Yeah. So. And what and what is coming? I think is going to be so different than so many of the other ones so you really have no clue yeah what to expect mm. it's gonna be crazy again Can't like, wait. like reggie said body is ready <laughs> well let's move on into our main topic for the day and since we have lane here i thought it would be a good idea um lane is our youth pastor here at first baptist marble falls and that's that's my home church it's your home church obviously because we work yeah, here they paste. um yeah and uh, but We've both done youth ministry. You're doing it currently. I did five years in it and got out. And uh, you don't look like you're getting out anytime soon. So, but we've gone through it. And also, I still am up there with the youth volunteering and do stuff like that and hanging out. So we we see that the the ministry of of what we do in actual ministry of youth ministry um, coincides pretty well. Goes hand in hand really well with current nerd culture yeah um almost like scary well uh whereas like when when i was growing up and you know when when you were we're we're about 10 years apart but when i was growing up and and you were growing up like some of that was hidden because oh nerds you know that kind of deal it was it was very negative in connotation and now uh, you know i think it's something like 80 percent of uh you know millennials play games in some way shape or form Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's something from, you know, like Candy Crush all the way up to a Red Dead. Um, so there, there is common ground. And if you say Pokemon, like people are going to know what you're talking about because all these terms are very common now. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit with you about how, how we use gaming in our ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, out, outside of Love Thy Nerd, outside of all that stuff, um, we try not to let that be a huge influence on what we do here. Um, but you know, kind of, we don't want there to be like a conflict of interest and whatnot, but, but some of it does bleed over, but, but for, for you in, in the loft, which is what we call our our youth ministry, how do we use gaming effectively in the loft? Yeah. I think some of that is, I think some of it we're still learning. Um, and it is like every kid we have is playing a game of some sort. You know, especially thanks to things like Fortnite and yeah. like, you know, everybody says middle school boys are playing it. Dude, all our middle school girls are playing Fortnite because <laughs> the middle school boys are playing Fortnite. <laughs> um, and so everyone is gaming. Um, and we've, like I said, we're still learning on how to capitalize on that. Um, but even in like the tabletop world, yeah, like we do, we'll do a game night this summer. I say we, it'll be when I'm in DC, you're yeah, hosting a game I'll night. I'll do the game night. Yeah. Um, we did it, but we did a game night last year and it's honestly just work things like game nights are one of our favorite things that our students do like we were trying to plan and we didn't end up doing it 
but like a girls' night and a guys' night and all the stuff. And I'm not a teenage girl, even though I do love their television. <laughs> um, but like, so when I'm planning a girls' night, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I'm talking to my high school girls. I'm like, oh, what should we do? What do you guys want to do? We want to play the resistance. And oh, I like, we've man. had this conversation, right? Yeah. And so the resistance, Secret Hitler, all but like, those are my games. Yes. I love those games. Yes. And I am good at them. Um, and so like, for these kids, they've been to my house. They've played the resistance. They've played these games with me. And so they go, well, we want to do that because it's so fun when we play it with you. Now, what they don't realize is those games are as fun as the people that you play with. Absolutely. Um, and so that's why we were like, yeah, we're not going to have this whole night and be like, and we're going to play the resistance. But I mean, we've played, I think last year when we did a game night in the summer. What did we play? Like a game of werewolf, werewolf with like yeah. 30 people. Yeah, that was an intense um, game. And it was ton of fun it brings in like all these kids from different ages the gen, gen z and, and some of those kids coming up they aren't great with face-to-face nope. they aren't great with how to sit at a table and like i'll sit next to a teenager on wednesday night and be like hey how's your week and they're like real words and they don't know what to do with it <laughs> yeah i'll text so, you yeah <laughs> smiley face emoji crack that barrier because it gives us a like a third party thing to talk about or to enjoy together and to create conversation and so that's a little bit of tabletop. You know, we've given away two Switches now this semester, one with Smash Bros., one yeah, with Mario Kart. Like recently, like yeah. last Sunday. Yeah, just the yeah, other day. A couple days ago, yeah. just gave away <laughs> Switch with Mario Kart. We had a, we let our middle schoolers, trying to create some consistency, um, play a tournament all semester. I will say I don't think it worked in the way that we wanted it to. No, no, but no. That it was mean some it really didn't work. Yeah, we did some really cool things. The kid that ended up winning, like, so excited for him. It was, like, probably the one of the coolest things. It actually was around his birthday. Oh, and really? so it was, like, we gave him, like, the best birthday <laughs> gift he's going to get. Um, like, I almost feel like I should email his parents, but, like, hey, sorry for stealing the thunder. Yeah, man. right. Um, but, I mean, even, like, you know, some of our other high school kids will text me and say, hey, I'm, I'm getting a Switch. What game should I get? I think that even now, more of our kids have the Switch than I really thought that would. We had a bunch of high school guys, we had a few high school guys over to my house the other night, set up a projector, yeah. and played Smash Bros in my backyard, and then played a game of Mario Party, and like there was more than four of us there, so which only four of us could play in sure. Mario Party, but it was fun for everyone yeah. to just watch. like. And you know this, video games can be like spectator sport because you are probably in that group that you probably had that friend that you went over to their house oh, yeah. that was always playing and never passed the controller. Oh, yeah. And so you would just sit on the couch and you would just watch and watch and watch. And like, I had those friends all the time <laughs> um, and I loved it, man. It's just like watching on TV or anything else, watching a story That's unfold. why Twitch works, man. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, who would sit there and watch you play a game? every little brother ever yeah exactly <laughs> that, that was our life how many times did i just sit and watch my older brother play final <laughs> fantasy 7 for hours on end man yeah. um and so it was just cool man and you know they're harping and watching games so that's been a big thing that we've had a lot of conversations of how can we continue yeah. um we play and and making those games fun even off screen so making them more spectator friendly we took mario uh, cart, oh, not my the, original idea. This is the best. There's a company called Capsack. It's the greatest company known to man. And they make hats that have pockets in them like fanny packs. And so I'd seen in a youth ministry group, some guys took fanny packs and put the switch controllers in them. And I don't know why I'm doing motions. I always do it on the podcast. <laughs> you, you yeah, guys you, can't you're see. a hand talker. It's fine. Um, and they'd put the controllers in these pockets and you had to steer on motion control with your hips. 
Well, I knew of a company that made hats with pockets. And so I was like, now you have to steer with, with your, your head. Yeah, that was so good. And so we did both of those um, on different nights. And that was a lot of fun. You know, we did a game uh, again with Mario Kart. Mario Kart's a very flexible game. It's easy. Yeah. And uh, this, dude, you weren't here this night, but it was really cool. We had uh, Mario Kart, but when you get items in the game, <laughs> there were real life consequences. Yeah. And so, like, when I would get a banana to use the banana in the game, I had to put down my controller and eat a whole banana <laughs> before I could pick up the controller and play again. And we, you know, up the ante. I was playing, like, a high school girl and was like, hey, if you can actually beat me, I'll buy lunch for you and all your friends the next day. And yeah. she barely beat me only because I got one more banana on the last <laughs> lap. I was, I was, I was playing great. Um, but you got a so, 1,000% of your potassium for, for the day. Yeah, and then I had to preach after that with two bananas in me and, like – what three minutes is that how long of races um which is just terrible when i do that to myself but i, I just think like we just planned uh, our leader meeting and we're going to talk with our leaders and one of the things we're going to do we're going to plan out our content and uh stuff for the semester but we're going to take an hour break and play games for an hour that we want to play around the tables before we start on wednesday nights oh, for cool. our leaders to be able to engage teenagers that's cool um and so to kind of do that with them so I am always trying to incorporate more and more games into what we do because um, our kids love them. Our group just the other day was like, hey, when are we playing the resistance at your house? And I probably have a handful of stories of the actual ministry that took place from some of those games that led to very tangible things in the church world Yeah. Um, from the relationships that were built around those tables, uh, even just in the last two years. And so um, I... In my personal life, I do not get to play as much as I want to, and so I comp for that. Um, <laughs> in my work world, I'm like, this is my job, right? Like Haley always gives me a hard time. She's like, just playing a game at work. I'm like, this is for the souls of the children, okay? <laughs> I do uh, it for the children. Yeah, I'm here for the kids. Um, so we we do try to do a ton, and we're gonna do. I think next year, I think we will do a lot, um, like a lot more involving that of just some of the things that we're even just brainstorming and thinking about we're talking about right now building movable walls yeah you know, for lack of a better term that are switch stations yeah so we can roll them wherever we need to set it up and you know before and after just let them go to town and i grew up in in a in, in uh, clovis new mexico which there is nothing to write home about about clovis new mexico <laughs> other than there. other than the fact that there was there was a church there um, and they had uh, a youth ministry called 180, and you may be familiar with 180s. Um, yeah. that, that's a common, like, <laughs> yeah. fast food chain of, you know, youth ministries. And if you're part of a 180, I'm not throwing shade. I'm just saying I've seen them other places. One in six youth ministries. <laughs> Bingo. Um, and uh, so anyway, they this was a very well-off church, and back in probably early 2000s had to have been. They, they set up their youth room, and they had full-court basketball on one caged, full-court basketball with core floor and all that mess. Mm -hmm. They had four pool tables. They had uh, bar room – or not bar room. They had um, uh, cafe seating, yeah. all you know, like, like uh, and booths stuff. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. They had all that stuff. And then on the inside of that, a full cafe, you know, snack bar, everything. And then on the inside of that, just TVs, and we're talking CRTs at that time. You know, there's no mm -hmm. such thing as widescreen. So CRTs, and they had uh, Nintendo 64s, Dreamcast, PlayStation, Xbox, every game you could think of at that point to play multiplayer was there. And 
they had a freaking ton of kids. Now, I went to church camp with that church, and I talked to some of those kids, and I was kind of in and out of the youth ministry around there. Not very deep. Yeah. But they were there. Mm-hmm. And so I think, like, that's kind of the, the thing is it's like, all right, hey, yeah, we'll get them in. But then a lot of times the ball is dropped when you actually get them in. It's like, okay, we played a lot of games. We did all the fun things. We gave away switches. We did whatever. But then we didn't do anything with them while they were here. Yeah. Um, now you sit and listen to my sermon, kind of a, you know, finger wag. So, like, what? how do we – this is one of the things I think that you're just the absolute best at is is the, oh, man, dis- no pressure. the discipleship <laughs> process right so like we're gonna get real christianese here for a second so if this is not your bag i apologize but but hang out and see if you learn something um but your the, the way you you do the the administrative ministry side of it the discipleship like the process and stuff like mm-hmm. that like once you get them in then how how do you leverage the relationships that you've made playing games with them or that they've played, uh, you know, made playing with their friends or new friends or whatever. Like how do you leverage that into actual discipleship going forward? Yeah. So a big part of that is the fact that we have leveraged them into relationships. So you've got these kids, um, that are going, you know, let's use the example of such and such church on the road. They're playing video games. They're a mile wide, all this kind of stuff. We've got all these kids playing video games but where was the adult standing next to them playing video games? Yeah. Um, and so, like, you know, I use the example of the resistance. I had last fall a bunch of juniors over to our house. I'm like, hey, we're going to play the resistance just to bring someone over to some of your friends. One of the girls invites over another friend of hers that I knew of because we live in a small town. I know most of our kids. And, right. Um, she comes in, plays the resistance with us, and it was just, you know, as we're playing, oh, man, hey, so glad you came over. We'd love to see you at the loft when we start up. Like, three days from now, sure. um, which was great timing. And I knew that I was going to be our small group leader. So I was like, oh, I'll be this. We see her the next Wednesday. Um, now I'm very like, in, I can do some things special with my group because it's in my work world. I'm super intentional. Sure. Um, but the resistance was just like a conversation starter. Um, those relationships have to actually be leveraged. So like when we talk about, oh, we're going to play board games and stuff outside of here, we're not saying we're going to put things out for kids to do. We're saying, hey, we're going to give this to our eighth grade small group leader um, so he can go to a table with his eighth graders and go, hey, let's all play a game together before the loft starts. And now we can invite this kid over here who doesn't play sports with them or whatever, and we can all play together and do this thing. Yeah. And so you're building the relationship as you're playing. Um, it's just who do you have at the table building the relationship? Is it just there to entertain them, or do your people know what they're doing when they're sitting at the table? Um, and for us, and like, you know this, cause you see this all the time. And I tell people, um, this all the time, we are like one of the least fun youth ministries, um, just <laughs> like percentage wise. Sure. Um, like we do fun stuff, but when you look at the grand percentage of what we do here, it's so little of what we do. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, when we play and we don't, we don't use our games as gimmicks. We use them as. We want you to have fun while you're here. Yeah. Um, we rarely market, even that, like even like giving away the switches. Like we didn't market that really hard. Like middle schoolers came in and we were like, "Hey, you're back for the first Wednesday. We want to give away a switch this semester if you want to play in the tournament." Yeah, we weren't doing Instagram stories or anything like yeah. that. You know, it was it was just, "Hey, if you're here, yeah, this is this is going to be a part of being a part of who we are." Yeah, and the kids signed up, and every week they got a contact of, "Hey, you're up to play this week into the bracket," and so. Now we've created a system 
where we've also created a touch point. We've given a reason for an adult to contact this teenager to say, hey, we'd love to see you this week so you can be here to play. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a whole lot of it. Is I want to like I want to use games to leverage relationships. I don't want to use them to play. Yeah. Um, and so like even if we're having games mm-hmm. over at the house, we text our kids, say, hey, come over, invite a friend. Yeah. We want to meet someone new because when I meet someone up here, I meet them as youth pastor. And you, like I don't get to hang out with kids on a Wednesday no. night. No, I've got a five minute break between what we're doing, and during that five minutes, we're you know I'm back in the booth with you. We're yeah. doing whatever. Um, and so that's usually my way to actually get to hang out and be just lane and not, you know, youth pastor lane. Right. Um, so that's a big part of it. We, we really do value relationships up here. All our kids are in groups. We have probably the largest setting of adult volunteers that this church has ever seen in youth ministry. Uh, yeah. Um, verified. And so that's, that's really a big part of it is that we're learning and we're not great at it. We're still learning to value relationships and what we do. Um, and the games are just kind of a means to an end, a very yeah. fun means to an end. <laughs> um, but that's, that's where those are at. And I think, I think that's a lot of people, they were like, if we put this in here, then kids will come play, but it matters who's playing with them. Um, and you know, that if that kid is just playing a game and then going and sitting in a sea of 600 people and can walk in and out and never be missed, yeah. then it doesn't matter. But if there's someone that's playing with them that knows that they're going to be accountable to keeping them there, that makes the world a difference. Yeah. So it's that adult presence there. Yeah. The not just adult, but even like, Hey, like you said, bring a friend. Yeah. Let's, let's meet somebody new. Let's not keep this to ourselves. Um, you also talked, uh, we'll, we'll talk real briefly about this, but that we don't just play just to have fun, um, just to have fun. Like there will be fun that is had. Mm -hmm. We're not, we're not stupid. Like we're doing that, but also that it's, it is not a gimmick Mm -hmm. when we do this. Um, if we find it, if, you know, we as the church find a fun way to leverage the switch or a board game or video games or whatever it is, like, don't feel weird and icky about doing that. If you have something of substance on the back end of it, yeah, you know, like, okay, now you've got them in here. What are you going to do with that? Like, are you just using that as a gimmick to get people to you? Yeah. Or is it a means to an end kind of a deal? Yeah. I think we do that pretty well. Yeah. There was, um, there was one night a couple months ago, probably six months ago or something. We, we just did a game night. Yeah, like game show night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Beginning of the semester. And it was it was a break from everything that we normally do. Mm. The whole night we we did high school, middle school together, which we normally normally separate. We had them all together and we just did a series of game shows. Mm. Like one one game here and then we do a break and have a short, you know, uh, you know, everybody play a game and then come back in, have four more players come up, yada yada yada. And that was the whole night. There was no worship. There was no, um, there was no sermon. There was no anything. It's like, hey guys, we want to get together and we want you to have fun. Yeah. But the thing that's different about that, and I think it's different because you know I, I saw this a lot when I was in youth ministry too, is that we didn't do that every single Wednesday night. Yeah. It's not, hey, when you come to the loft, we're just <clears> going <throat> to play games all night. Yeah. And I know that feeling because I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've been there where it's like what if we just play a game tonight? You know, (laughs) I don't have anything prepared. Yeah. You're not going to listen anyway. What if, what if we just call spade a spade here and, and just play a game? Yeah. And I've been that guy, but we're not that here. And I appreciate that like a ton because I think that we see 
through the kids that come consistently, we see growth. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they still get to experience the fun of youth group. Because we say all the time, or at least you know, I'm, I'm always spouting it, never sacrifice fun. Never, ever sacrifice fun. Yeah. But there does need to be the balance, right? Like yeah. we're not, we've got you here. We brought you all the way here into the church. Why would we not do something with that? You know? Yeah. Um, we would be, we'd be foolish not to leverage that in some way, shape or form. Um, you know, so I like the way that we do that and can still have breakout nights like that where it's like, Hey, we're going to do it this summer. Like you said, Mm -hmm. just like, all we're going to do is just play games. I want you to understand that when you come here, you're not a notch on our spiritual belt or or anything like that. It's like, you need to know that you can have fun. Yeah. And we want to know you. We want to hang out with you. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, we don't do a lot of those. I think that's the one we've done in like two years. Yeah, um, absolutely. But we take like, we take fun super seriously. So we come in like Thursday morning and we evaluate <laughs> yeah. like, hey, how did that game go? Yeah. How did this, you know, how did this thing come across? Um, so we're, we're also very much like if it wasn't fun, kill it, burn it down yeah. or make it fun quickly, um, which I, I have always appreciated. We don't just go, oh, it's a game. Of course it will be fun. Like we understand things that like the resistance is fun. Because Lane yells like a crazy person Absolutely. the whole time. He's yeah. I'm playing with a character. You know, this yeah. this thing is fun when. And everybody who's ever played any video game or any tabletop game and has a memory of like, oh, remember that one game that came down to the wire? It had very little to do with the gameplay and everything to do with who you were playing with and how like yeah. and how that person was playing. Um, and so I think that that's a big part of it. Oh, 100% um, it is. That we're, we're pretty intentional about to the biggest extent but uh, and I am excited it, it it's the creative part of me that I get to exam- I'm really excited one of the things we're going to do is play a lot of Mario Party mini games next semester <laughs> yeah. and do like real life consequences or yeah. or try to play real life Mario Party games which I think will be just Even so dope oh if we gosh. can do it um but yeah I I think that we probably use them more than any group that I know of and I think that youth pastors and guys like that are foolish not to um, or else we're just going to keep playing lame games of Gorilla Man Gun. Like, Gorilla Man Gun or yeah. uh, slightly risque games like um, the Pass the Orange. Or, yeah, we're, oh yeah, yeah, with the neck thing. That's Never awesome. Never have I ever, you know, <laughs> baby if you love me, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Some of the, some of the very, um, yeah, games. Cringy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Games in air quotes. Yeah. Yeah. Someone else has now done the work for us and made it into things that your kids are already playing. And even just like I said, like one of the things we're trying to do this summer is hang out with a lot of high school dudes and play a lot of Smash Bros and a lot of Mario Kart because it's hard to reach and hang out with guys. Um, But Smash Bros and Mario Kart will do it. Yeah. And so if that means even if it's just six or eight or whatever, that's a great way for us to be able to hang out with guys. And so even that little bit um, I'm excited about. And that's really where the relationships flourish is over something common. And we found that games are pretty common right now. So, I mean, we as Love Thy Nerd have found that because that's like exactly the whole thing of what we do. Good time to be a nerd. Absolutely. Yeah. We're in the golden age. Yeah. What a time to be alive. 80% of people are some sort of nerdiness at this point. (laughs) We'll take it. Yeah. And so, so finding that common ground and to be able to build a relationship because somebody's going to listen to you. They're going to trust you if you have a relationship. You can say the same thing to the same person that you don't have a relationship with. Doesn't matter. And they're not going to listen to you. I mean, it's just over their head or they don't care or whatever. But if they care about you, then they'll listen to you. 
And so that's why we practice relational evangelism. And I say we, that's a double entendre. We in Love Thy Nerd practice it, and also we here at First Baptist Marble Falls practice it as well. Yeah. We want to really love our neighbors. Um, that's our slogan for, for for the church is to love our neighbors. And that yeah. actually kind of came out of Love Thy Nerd. Yeah. When we looked at that and we're like, oh, hey, we're here to love and serve our nerdy neighbors. Like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take that too. Which is really great because it's a common, it, it's a common theme in, in scripture mm. that, you know, if you don't care about the people around you, then you're not going to have effective ministry, period. And yeah. we figured out a way to do it. Um, that works now. It may not work 20 years from now, maybe completely different, but it works now, but it works right now. Um, so yeah, let us know what you guys do. Do you, do you do game nights at your church? Does your youth group have frequent game nights? Are you guys playing things? Um, I found out today that our, our, our seniors, uh, not senior graduated, but our, they were downstairs playing. I call them my golden oldies. I do. They, I asked I asked our custodian, I said, Nancy, what are you setting up for down here? And she goes, oh, the game day. And I said, the what now? Yeah. The what? I saw, I walked by the room and I looked inside and I was like, does Bubba know that all the senior citizens are playing I learned games? today. I was today years old when I learned that. Uh, They're down there playing dominoes and Rumi Cube and all sorts of stuff. And I think it just fantastic yeah man I, I was about to walk out of my office and be like i'll play yeah Pull <laughs> do, me up, man. do me in there's nothing better than getting taught like 42 or something sort of domino <laughs> game by some old dude like a cigar in his mouth and, oh man oh, yeah. so i mean that's happening even when we're not setting it up so like it is it is culture we love to get together and to rest and to relax and to play and have fun and that really is what gaming is in a nutshell um yeah. is is a chance for you to to break away from the things that are crushing you in every day, uh, whatever life is, and to just be able to have fun or to shut your brain off a little bit. Um, you know, you could you could argue that some of the games that we play don't really shut your brain off; they kick them into high gear. <laughs> yeah, but still, it's it's allowing you to step away for a moment and still still build relationships with people around you. Now, if you do not do that properly. Um, you can abuse that, mm-hmm. uh, but that's that's another topic for another day. <laughs> this was about how to effectively use gaming um, as a part of ministry, and I wanted to talk about that with you because I think that we are pretty bangerang at that. Like yeah. I, I think we do really well. Um, I use I say banger. I'm saying bangerang a lot because we just bought Hook the I'm other into day. It, man. We just bought Hook, and we kids have been watching it nonstop, and I'm my heart is happy that they've been watching it, <laughs> um, and. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, hey, Lane, thank you so much, man, for hanging out with us. Hey, and man, it was a blast. Yeah, we'll have to have you on again. Um, and uh, it would be really easy because you're just like right there. So. Yeah, I'll walk up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, hey, guys, that's going to do it for us here on the Free Play Podcast. This is episode 55 of the Free Play be sure to check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and really where else you can find podcasts. And if we're not on that platform, please let me know, and we'll do our best to get there as well. And if you're not already a part of our Love Thy Nerd Facebook group, do it. Just simply search Love Thy Nerd or at Love Thy Nerd on Facebook and follow our community. We want you to be a part of it. We have a, a little question we just ask you, what's up, nerd? Um, that just helps us understand if you're a robot or not. Um, and once we've decided that you are not, we're going to let you in and you're going to be a part of our meme party that we have going on on the regs and all of the wonderful nerdy things that we've got going on there. Um, that's my baby. And so I would love for you to come and join us and share it with your friends. Once you're in, you'll get the chance to invite them as well. 
And like I said, at the top of the show, you can also find us on uh, Facebook proper, um, Instagram, and Twitter, at LoveThyNerd on all of those things. And please be sure to follow the Free Play Podcast on Twitter, at Free Play Podcast. Well, guys, like I said, that's going to do it for this episode of the Free Play Podcast. My name's Bubba Stalka. And I'm Lane. And for Matt Warmbier and Kate Katawaki and also our cut man, Jonathan Clausen, we'll catch you next week. And remember, Jesus loves you, nerd. You have been listening to the Free Play Podcast with Bubba Stallcup, Matt Warmbier, and Kate Katawaki, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. Be sure to rate and review the show and share on all the social media.